Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Carnation. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello. Feel free to call in today at 323-843-6090. Today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, Leon Wines, and House Wine. We are going to be chatting about socially savvy-themed events, attending and throwing. Um, we're going to be listening to the Fifty Shades of Grey interviews as a, a preview of some of the fun to expect from the uh, Venice's Thinking Mass Ball coming up here in Seattle. And, of course, we're going to be covering our socially acceptable, unacceptable, and socially savvy hints. So, how are you doing, Jason? I know you Good. just literally came in hot. Yes. <laughs> the I'm weather is killing me. <laughs> it's it was nice today. It was a little bit nice, but it's like it's dark already. I know. Well, we drove in through a different way. We never drove into. We actually went to Carnation that way. Oh. And it was beautiful over the water, the the lake, the, what do you call it, the river, and then the, the farm fields that were over there. It was just beautiful, and it was just the perfect dust light going in. And oh yeah. Then I had to go to the store for a little something that we're doing, and. uh I get out of the store and there's no sun. It was just disappeared. Just went by. Yeah, just well, that's kind of what happens out here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just kind of driving out the carnation. You know, it's a fun topic. You know, going through there and then we went to Duval for a little bit. But Duval, Duval. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to drive out here and, and check out the scenery once in the blue moon. Um, it's nice that we have a oh. studio out here that we can chill at. Yep, it's a little retreat. You know. On that, see, we're starting off with the uh, Leon's uh, Central Vista, which we've enjoyed many times before. Yes. So. I thought we'd start off with something a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's been a long week. It has already, even though it's Monday. Yes. And we're going to be chatting a little bit. We're going to be reviewing some of the different wines that we've had. We have some fabulous sponsors. And I know people go through and they're like, what was that wine? What was that wine? So I thought we were going to touch base on um, a bunch of the different wines that we have tasted in the past. Girly Girl wines, of course. Leon wines, Apex wines, Silver Lake uh, wines, Silver Lake wines. Oh, that's the other guy, Klein wines. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see who else. Can I think about the top? Of, oh, of course, the the very distinguished Delil. Yeah, Delil wines with their D two. Mm-hmm. I love that D two. So nice. So yeah, sometime in the next week or so, we're gonna try to get up a full listing of the wines that we've talked about and shared on air. So, for our listeners who are who have considered going out and getting them but can't quite remember what they were. It's right. also a great list to go through if you're going to be shopping for wine. Just grab the list and you know any of those wines that you grab are going to be fabulous. Yep, definitely. Oh, okay. They just put out the uh, Washington State Wine Tour Guide 2013 just came out, and uh, they got a lot of neat wines out there. It's fabulous. Washington um, is full of a, a lot of fun, just dynamic wineries. Over 720 now. Oh my gosh. We are a force to be contended with. (laughs) That is true. So, events. Those are, putting on events is hard. I've put on a bunch and you put on a bunch. We definitely have our war stories. We're still doing it. And couple, they've fallen and failed miserably and and some did really well. Uh, The hardest part, you know, is a generic topic that I see about events is that for me, if you're going to put on an event, make it be a real event. Don't just call it something. That's the problem that I have in this in this area right now. I've been to some events which are fabulous. You know, it's a reasonable price. You get a lot of good stuff. Yep. And then you go to another event where you pay a lot more money than you need to, and then all of a sudden you're like, what? 
Yeah. What is this? You know, and they're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. It's awesome. And you got a great picture intro. You know, their their invitation has got this great picture progressively taken from, you know, from Getty Images, you know, and you're, they, the hype up and you get there and you're like, hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's why I thought we would talk themed events because there are a lot of really fun, fabulous events, a lot of fundraising and stuff that goes on. Our philanthropic work is huge here in the Northwest. Uh, it has is. a lot of support. It is. Um, but I thought we would really focus on themed events because uh, I think a lot of people kind of get caught up in the thought process that if it's a themed event, a theme means it's optional. A theme means... Right. Well, this is kind of, you know, we've selected the colors and we've selected, you know, the decorations, that, but the theme doesn't really apply to me. And uh, that's just not so. So we're going to chat a little bit about that in depth, but we're going to start off with our socially savvy hints. Because we want to be polite, you know, when we start off in a conversation, we want to be elegant and, and, and give people the benefit of the doubt with a suggestion. So my suggestion is when going to a themed event, don't just dress the part, be the part. Yes. So if you're going to be coming to an event as a jester or um, um, in character, you know, portray that character and enjoy that throughout the, the course of the evening. With, well, yes, don't go. Well, it just depends. Maybe some of them you can go the over the top a little bit. Right. Um, but like the the Venice is thinking event that's coming up, people will be you know dressing like um, contessas and and princesses and all this kind of fun stuff. You know, there's nothing that says you can't you know follow up with that with that attitude and with that thought process. I've heard people throw in um, accents and uh, you know the bows and you know just kind of really take on that part of that character and have fun mm-hmm. with it because yep. when you do that, you become part of the event, not just an attendee of the event. You become part of the event. Definitely. What about you? What's your hint? My hint for going to events is be prepared. Be prepared for when you go and you themed events. You know, it's one thing that if you didn't have time to go to get your costume and all that, you know, be prepared for if it's cold that night. Like we went to a uh, steampunk event and while us guys are dressed in pants and big long jackets and we're nice and comfy, the girls are in their bustiers and breathing their butt off. You know, yeah, you gotta. Be prepared, and then you know if you're putting on an event, have a uh, coat check. Oh, that's area a great it. idea. You know, a lot of people might be going and put it in the invite. Sometimes they don't say it, and you're like, you know, here's a common thing. Well, do you think I have a coat check? I don't know. They usually do. Well, well I'll you just don't know. bring my coat, or I'll bring it, and then you don't know where to put it. You know, it's one thing to bring and put it in the car. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, not at all. Unless, of course, the gentleman is dropping the lady off and then coming back and picking her up. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's my end. Be prepared for that, you know. And then also, you know, um, parking. You know, seen a, you know, a lot of people don't. You know, I know this is kind of ABC, but you know, I've seen a lot of people like, well, where do we park? You know, and then they go, oh, parking's cash only. Oh, well, I didn't get cash. Okay, well, I got to go to the ATM. Where's the ATM? Well, they one, you know, close Pay attention to detail. Pay attention to detail. If you're throwing the event, make sure that the people who are going to be attending have um, all the information they need so that it is a stress-free and fun time. If you're attending the event and if you see a, a hole somewhere you go and, and you're reading through the event and you go, gosh, I wonder what parking is going to be like, send them off a message. Ask the question. Because like anybody who's thrown an event or done any, I mean, anybody who's had a dinner party of more than six people knows that life just gets hectic. You're trying to pull everything together and, you know, you go from six people to 600 people and hello, you got a whole different ball of wax. But um Understand that, especially if it's somebody who's new to throwing events or maybe he's been doing it for a long time, you can still forget things. So it, it never hurts to send off a cute little message going, I was just wondering, am I parking my car on the roof like Rudolph? 
definitely. You know, also, funny about it. I know that uh, uh, Facebook's gotten better. A lot of people use Facebook. But, and some of the other ones, like e-bites and all that, put the address in the e-bite or the yes. invitation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't. They say, oh, it's over at, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, such and such area. Well, sometimes there's two locations, you yeah. know. Yeah. Or, you know, make a checklist. There's a lot of good event pages that have checklists, you know, invitees, smoking, parking, tire, food, drink, you know. There's a lot of details you want to in- you want to make sure that you include. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Chocolate Shop Wine, purveyor of all things chocolate, has six different flavors to choose from. Chocolate Red Wine, Chocolate Strawberry, Chocolate Mint, Almond Roca, Sparkling Chocolate. Go to chocolateshopwine.com to find them. And especially with Valentine's Day coming up, their um, sparkling chocolate uh, wine is going to be a whole lot of fun. We've got a cute little recipe we're going to actually try on air. have not tried it yet, so we're going to put it together and try it on air today. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so what else are we going to... Let's chat a little, little quickly here about the, the Girly Girl wines. We brought up them as one of our sponsors. Um, this is one of those wines that I think is so much fun. If you're not doing like a necessarily a themed event, but you want something that's going to um, bring up the, the uh, topics of conversation. Yes. Um, these ones are so much fun because they've got reds and whites, and each wine has a personality, and each personality actually has a description on the bottle. Yes. It tells you, like, Kayla or... Um, Sophia. Sophia or... Let's see. You've got Kayla, Sophia, Chloe. Right. I should know where she knew all the words because we talked about them many, many times. Yeah. Farah. And Farah. And there's, there's another one. We just don't happen to have it with us. But um, they make for great conversation pieces and um, a whole lot of fun. They're fun gifts because they're, they are. The bottles do look a little artsy on the front. Uh-huh. Uh, so just tons of fun. My favorite in that collection is the cab. I like the cab and I like the Pinot. Right. Pinot's a sassy little redhead. Maybe, Pinot's good. Maybe somewhere inside I wanted to be a redhead. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, you're definitely fiery. That's the turn. <laughs> That's the Latina in me. <laughs> yeah, it's a fire. It goes. But uh, no, it's uh, Girly Girl Wines is great for event parties. You know, uh, there's a lot of other girl, uh, you know, uh, Mad Housewife. Uh, oh, yeah. Mad, Mad Housewife Wines uh, is is a neat bottle. Uh, House Wines, a neat bottle that are just different, unique. Uh, I know Norshans put on an event with Girl Girl Wines theme. You know, that was a neat event. It was very fun because each, um, there was a makeup look made after each character. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a good time. Okay, so let's chat more in depth about our topic, attending and throwing themed events. It's crazy fun, but there are so many definite things you should consider when putting one on or attending. So we're going to chat a little bit about putting one on. Um, the first thing that I think you want to really be aware of is make sure your venue can accommodate for the number of people you are inviting. Too big or too small can take away from your ambiance, and it can cause all kinds of problems. That's the problem, you know, that people have. They're like, I'm going to put on this event, I'm going to have 80 people. Uh, Do you know 80 people? Do you know 80 people? <laughs> or you should be able to put one on, you know, and what's the price mix, too? You know, uh, it's getting the right. This is the hardest stuff to do, and no one does it right. I don't care who they are. What you, know, you, you cannot convince me that you have this magic number and you get these magic people. It's number of people to the cost of the venue for the price. So if you, your ticket's $50 and you have a theme that and it's this, are you going to get the 50 people to come or are you going to get 100 people to come? Some of the bigger, you know, Bonza Bash, you know, is doing, you know, up to 1,000 people, but... He's got more events involved, more themed. It's more arranged. He's been doing it for years and years and oh, years. Oh, he's good, too. And 
so many other times I've seen a lot of tons and time and time and time and time again. You know, they go, oh, well, I'm going to get this venue. It holds 250 and I'm going to have X, Y, Z. I'm going to make a lot of money because I'm going to charge, you know, $60 a ticket, $50 a ticket, whatever it is. And then that's it. They didn't do anything for the decor. They didn't do anything for, you know, they didn't think, where, where's, where do I get those drinks? Where, where's my food? Where's the tables? Where's the dance? What kind of music do I have? I mean, they might have a basic thing. I'm not trying to say that. Is that they didn't think all the way through. So they think, oh, $50 is good. You get four drinks and some food and some appetizers. And then you go see it and, like, well, what kind of food do you have? Well, chicken wings. Chicken wings and Ritz crackers. Yeah, that's not going to work. That's the hardest, hardest thing. And I know a lot of people, you know, for to put it on, you don't make it a lot of money on it. So those that are thinking of putting on an event, realize your money's not off of the ticket sales. Your money is by doing them over and over and over again correctly. There are a lot of people that we know in our circle who put on these events and they're doing it time and time and time again. And uh, but they know they can't charge a hundred dollars for a forty dollar venue, you know, forty dollar ticket. And or exactly. hard times. I don't think a lot of people. It's a $10 ticket for a $40, you know, party. There's only a few times that that's happened where I've gone to a party and I'm like, God, I paid, you know, 10 bucks a ticket. That's I got a rip awesome. deal, yeah. Yeah. Probably ever. Well, either they do that or they say, hey, sure, but you got to go pay for your own drinks, and the drinks are 12 bucks. That's right. another aspect that we'll get. We'll talk about that later. Um, we already talked, chatted about parking. Um, make sure that it's at least talked about so that people can be prepared for it. Um, be sure when you're putting on an event to be clear about what is and what is not acceptable for attire. This can be one of the biggest problems um, when you're talking about specifically themed events. I've had, um, you know, and if I want to go to a real extreme, would you wear a Vegas dress to a church outing? No. no. So when whenever you're thinking about an, an event that's maybe not quite that extreme, you you still you want to be really aware of what it is that, that is going to be acceptable, what's not acceptable, um, and and you know there's always room for an interpretation with that. But if you ever have questions, again, reach out to the host, ask them the questions. So we're talking about Venice is seeking. You know, it's it's happening in a week, two weeks, something like that. It's happening on the ninth. The ninth. Yes. So <laughs> someone's listening. They're like, oh yeah, that's great. They want to go. Tickets are available. Uh, we'll tell you the website to go in a second. Uh, what if they don't have Mary Antoinette's dress or the guy doesn't have the hair? What's acceptable for that? Should I mean, obviously, going there without a mask is not cool. Not acceptable, Could they period. they have it painted on? Uh-huh. A painted on mask. Actually, I did that last year, and it was fabulous. It was mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, but any kind of mask. When you're talking, so so here's a helpful hint. When somebody says a masked event, don't show up without a mask, right? Because these days you will not be allowed in. Now I'm gonna put out a plug for two places that I know of. I don't. We don't get nothing from them. Maybe we should hmm, think about that. Is Masquerade up in Bellevue? Yes, that is fantastic there. And Vintage Costumes on um, University District. Yeah, I heard about on, that too. Um, yeah, fifteenth. But that's what it is. Fabulous. They go in and we bought. We use some of their costumes. Uh, we went to Chinese New Year and we had authentic Chinese. Uh, costumes. I mean, it was oh, the real, fine. actual, you know, Chinese you know, development. Okay, and uh, yeah, so that's those two places. They've got the mask, and some will allow you to rent it. Um, keep in mind, masks can go anywhere from thirty dollars up to two hundred dollars. Those nice leather ones, they're oh, yeah. fabulous, oh, and yeah. you can use them. So if you think about it, uh, here's the thing about masks. Um, I'm going to go with the masquerade one. 
the Masquerade company, I should say, they have these masks that you can wear not just the Masquerade venue. It can work well with if you want to throw some spice, you're going to a Christmas theme event, you know, and it's a kind of a naughty Christmas theme event. Right. You can wear different ones. I've seen that happen where you want to be, you know, you may be the only person doing that, but yet will be remembered. The other fun thing that you can do with a mask, it, it's, I'm, I'm glad we're kind of chatting on this. It's a little bit of a side note. You know, sometimes you buy these things, you go, okay, I'm only going to wear it once, or maybe I'll use it yeah. twice. Um, but I have seen people take their masks from events and then um, hang them up in their bedroom over their oh, yeah. mirrors or whatever because it's a, a fun reminder of what you where you've been to. And again, it, you know, bringing out a, a mask for a Halloween um, party, just putting it out on a table, it becomes a fun conversation. Well, keep in mind some of those masks are artwork made oh, out of leather. Gosh, totally. I mean, I put there's a, saw, a couple that I saw last year that I'm like, oh, I put that on the on the wall, you know, because it just, you know, maybe two they're or three beautiful, of them. Yeah. yeah Even the awesome. paper mache, I mean, I I have so many masks, it's, it's twisted. This ties into uh, attire. We talked about this a little bit, you know. Okay, so we got Venice is seeking. We'll go with that same thread, okay? So for the guys, you know, this is a, a themed event. Bring out if you don't have you know the Marie Antoinette type of thing you don't feel you have to dress up but at least you need to wear a nice suit with tie. Yes. Um, well, or I've uh, okay. So um, you can have all kinds of different variances on it with a suit. Uh, like for instance, last year um, we wanted to be a little bit edgy with my husband, and mm-hmm. he had a uh, tuxedo um, jacket and pants on, and we put him in a red bow tie with no shirt. Because it was Venice's thinking. It was fun. So it was edgy. It was different. It was fun. Um, you can play with those things a little bit, uh, especially with the men. I think it's a lot simpler for them. If you don't have a lot of money, I can tell you, start hitting the Goodwills and the thrift oh, yeah. shops because people get rid of that stuff all the time. And for one night, it doesn't have to fit perfectly. No. I know um, places like, uh, what is it, Men's Warehouse, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times these specialty events will partner with them and they'll have discounted tuxedos. Men's Warehouse, I think, was doing $50 uh, rental. A lot of thing about Men's Warehouse, you know, I'm, I'm a very fan of theirs. Uh, like, I don't get anything for saying that, but the guy that I go to, he's been my my tailor, my, not my tailor, my, my shopping guy. I go there, he's in his 70s. I go there, he knows who I am. He goes, hey, right this way, what are you looking for this time? Matches my shirt. Love that. You, you know, we, what do we always say when we talk about men's clothes? Don't let the clothes wear you. You wear, wear the, clothes. the clothes. Well, that's with anybody, but yeah, yeah definitely with men. Um, the same thing goes for women. If you're talking about a mask ball or a dress-up or a gala, um, consider that the length of the dress. If you're going to be mm-hmm. out there dancing and partying, um, think about body type and think about what you can pull off. Try to be aware of that. I know everybody, you know, a woman gets all excited and she wants to feel sexy maybe, you know, she just had some hard times, or maybe she's newly married, or who knows. But you want to be thought, have a good thought process about what you're wearing. Um, I've seen people who like to wear shorter skirts, wear a shorter skirt, and then a sheer over the top of it. So it adds a little That's bit of class. That's a neat thing that I've seen lately. It's very, very fun, and it gives you that that ambiance. Um, and again, hit the thrift stores. Hit the, the second hand stores and, and put pieces together. I have put costumes together and created new costumes just because I couldn't find that perfect dress. I wanted something more exotic or more edgy and have a lot of fun with yeah, it. Definitely this year that sheerness is coming through with women makes a lot of men do this double take. It's like, did, did I, did no, I just no. see that? <laughs> no, no, she's wearing something. Okay, you know, but, you know, and that's the thing. It's just kind of, I mean, granted, this is going on for years. I mean, women have been wearing you know, shirt tops and just their bras. And it's like, oh, I see her bra. It's like, no, that's actually a really nice stylish bra from Victoria's Secrets or whoever. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of a fashion. 
A $70 bra is not a $7 bra. Just no, saying. just, yeah, I'd let you know. Okay, and then finally, if you're putting on an event, we, which we, ta- we did touch base with this at the very beginning, live up to what you're offering. You're better to understate and wow at the end of the event than overstate and disappoint. Yes, do your research. There's a lot of websites that if you just Google events, um, restaurant events, venue events, you'll, and you have to do a little search. You've got to be creative. They'll, you'll see people who put on different events and they have pictures. Look behind the scenes. Don't just look at the pretty people. Look at like yeah. when you look at the picture, look behind. What's on the wall? What's behind the scenes? What kind of, do they have any food on there? How was their drink? See if you could look at the invites. Uh, not the invite, but well, yeah, the in, not the invitation, but the invite about, you know, what was the cost and what did you get? And when you put on your own, look at what's successful because people will say it was a success, you know, especially on Facebook. You, know, you have to do a little research, you know. If you don't want to do that, well, then you take your own chances. But. And here's just a clue. Most of the very successful events where you feel like you're getting a lot for your money, they've brought in sponsors. Yes. Oh. So unless you're in a position to be able to pay to make it a fabulous event and you're not looking to make any money off of it, um, then you're definitely going to want to look to getting sponsors to get the ambiance and the feel, either that or just be really thrifty and be really creative. Plan way, way ahead. Uh, I will say something about events that I've seen happen before, and I, I know you, the person thinking of this, I can do it, I can pull it off. Um, always pay ahead of time, and it's not just for the tickets. And uh, uh, it's find out how much it costs for the venue and your and your your uh, caterer and your musician and your photographer and your ticket sales and take that all into account. Pay in advance if you can't. Don't rely on ticket sales for your venue. I've seen this so many times before. People go, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get this, you know, this venue, and it's going to be awesome, and then, you know, I'll make a deal with them that I'll pay them after I have the event. Yeah, no, that's going to happen. Don't do it. Seriously, you'll you'll burn yourself, and that'd be the last event you do. Yep. Okay, so with attending events, it's funny you say that, um, because that was one of the first tips I said is always try to pay ahead of time. There's usually a lot of costs associated with a themed event, and you don't want to be left out because you waited till last minute to try to buy the ticket. So the tickets go up. Tickets go up. Well, tickets go up and tickets disappear, too. Yeah. I've had several events. Um, you know, in, in previous years, you've been able to get in on last minute um, uh, to, to get into an event and uh, you know because they haven't sold out. But I've probably been to maybe 30% of the events I've gone to in the last three, four months uh, have sold out. Well, they've literally been able to turn people away at the door. And I applaud, and I'm actually happy about that, which is a little bit twisted, but I think people need to to be more committed and take it more seriously instead of having this, well, if nothing else better comes along, then I guess I can just pay at the door. Well, Seattle's a very last-minute town. Yes, it is. It's better because, you know, people are realizing. But go ahead and buy the tickets sooner. Um, uh, Craigslist. You can sell them on Craigslist. Now, there's not a big market for scalpers, so, you know, for those going, yeah, well, what no. if somebody gets my tickets? Like, you know, no. a sell ticket is a sell ticket no matter what. You know what? Because if you're an event person, you know, if you'll find them out. The town kind of goes, where'd you get the ticket? Well, I got it from Bob. Who's, well, how much you pay for it? I paid 80 Well, the show's 60 What's the deal? People are not stupid. They're going to go, dude, why am I going to pay you $80 for, for a, a ticket that's 60 Yeah. Now, certain events. It, now, if it's sold out, then you may just have to pay that eighty dollars. Well, you know, I mean, you know, we. I don't know if this happened, but I know tickets were for where. I mean, if they sold out in approximately uh, a week once it first out was the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey that sold out quickly, and I would bet there are some people who are like, "Hey, I got an extra ticket on you know Craigslist, but it's going to be twenty dollars more." I wouldn't doubt it. It was well worth it. Um, but the ticket sold is the ticket sold. Wouldn't worry about it. But if you're buying 
you know, as a person, go ahead and buy it. You know, you never know. People always get rid of them quickly. If you're like, oh, I got to work or I'm sick, whatever, uh, people will, will buy the tickets. And don't fight the theme. Oh, know? this is my big one. You're you're not better you're than, not anyone, better else. than anyone else. And I know why you wrote this. I, 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 <laughs> I I've seen it, and I'm I'm with you on this. I'm with you on this 100. percent I I just see people and they just kind of like, oh, it, it's when when the invitation says, um, mask or ties or well, whatever. Well, can I come and I just I just don't have any masks and I don't want to I don't want to go buy one. But is it okay for me to show up anyway? No, it's not. It's true. Don't ask the question. It's done. It's done. It's, it's, why would you want to be the only one walking around a masked ball without a mask on? It makes you look like an ass. And, yeah, I just said that because it just this is one of the things that pisses me off about people. You're not any better than anybody else, and you're actually going to bring down the event by thinking that you should just show up and do whatever the hell you want. I and, think that people turned around. Oh, and that's one of the things that a lot of event people are doing. I've done it before. Um, I know Matthew Estates, when they do their whiteout party, they turned a couple of people away because they yep. weren't wearing it's That's white. Blue. It's all white. It's yes. what part of all white is is confusing, and you know stop again. Stop assuming. If it says something, then then take it for what it says. If you have questions, then ask. It, no, you know, get me wrong about the white party. Um, if you don't have, get me started. Uh, no, no, no. White shirt, white pants. If you have to wear brown shoes, black shoes, and if somebody matches, that's what I got. They're not going to really throw you away for that. Now, if it's bright yellow, uh, those running shoes that are bright yellow and green yeah, nowadays, then so <laughs> eh, you might get turned away. But come on, I, I don't really have white dress shoes. But if I'm going to a white event, I'm going to wear white pants and a white shirt. And I know, again, another shout out. You know, maybe we should get them as a sponsor. The Masquerade, they have white suits. They have white suits, and you shoes. can rent things. And again, you know, when. Like, I, I start looking for stuff for wild parties and everything at the beginning of the year as I'm going through my life because I like to do that stuff. Yeah. So, again, try Cascade to be prepared. ice waters, a zero-calorie, sugar-free flavored sparkling water that eliminates all the unnecessary, unhealthy extras found in other flavored waters like sugar, sodium, carbs, caffeine, and gluten. I'll add something else to this. Follow uh, on their blog at www.cascadewater. Oh, oh, I screwed that up, guys. Sorry about that. How about www.cascadeicewater.com blog? I will say something about that. In their uh, drinks, there's a thing called aspartame. Uh, I'm kind of, I drink this diet soda, and I'm slowly weaning myself off of it. It's a dipping sugar, and uh, it causes mood swings. I found that out now. I can't you have to be careful with anything yeah. that's diet these days. I'm not a doctor. I don't plan to be consult your doctor for that. But I've I've found that if I drink too much of the diet coke, it affects my moods. You know, get on edge. And I've seen another. I've talked to other people, and they say the same thing. Oh yeah, now the aspartame that it's tricky. Then again, I've seen people who drink too much wine, and they become an ass. So. Well, and you eat you, you drink a regular <laughs> soda, and you eat all the sugar, and then you get fat. I mean, there's there's a consequence for overindulging in anything. <laughs> That's true. Kind of like butter. Yes. Butter. Socially acceptable and unacceptable. Unacceptable because blunt works best. My socially acceptable for today in regards to themed events is it's acceptable to ask questions about themed event parameters. Um, I know a lot of people that are like, well, I don't want to bother them. Well, I don't have time. Stop making excuses. It's always okay to send off a quick email, to pick up the phone, make a phone call. Anybody who's throwing an event would much prefer you to reach out and ask the question 
than to show up and cause a problem. Yes. Put it on Facebook. Send the, send the question, guys. Um, can I wear a mask to this dentist that's thinking that's like uh, uh, pinata hat? No. Pinata hat. <laughs> I, I was trying to think, you know, there's some masks that are like not, that don't work. You know? Actually, you know what I think I've seen predict this particular event? I've seen some masks that protruded three and four feet. or Well, the whole thing was like you had to have a three-foot circumference around the person. It was pretty extravagant, but it worked for them. Right. But it made it uncomfortable for them. So that you you might want to consider that if you want to like get out and dance on the floor and have a good time or get into a, a sphere of conversation where you're not shouting. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's... that's um, What's your acceptable? It is totally acceptable to get a bunch of friends together to go with you. I know some people don't do that, you know? Um, you know. I like that, and it also makes it a lot more fun. And I'm, I'm watching you with the hibiscus water. <laughs> so she's trying to hold the glass and the thing. Hey, and the mic. I'm multi-talented here. Yeah. I can make this work. But, no, hibiscus is really good. For those that don't, I've never heard about it, you can buy the hibiscus plant over at uh, Q, no, Safeway in... Uh, they during the months when it's in flower, you can buy them fresh, uh, or you can get jars from them. They make them in the in the Spanish markets. You can get them. Uh, I didn't know you can get them fresh. <laughs> I just knew about them jarred, and I just learned about that at New Year's. They're dry. Yeah, actually, the safe. I seen the Safeway has it in some of the uh, Hispanic markets too. Because I used to get them, and, and I make a uh, sauce for fish. So Ooh, yummy. That's why I was watching. I'm like, where did you get it in the jar? See, it was funny. It's like she's never seen it fresh. I've never or dried, you know, dry freshers. I've never seen it in a jar like that. I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm preparing our little end of the end of our our yeah, talking portion of the show little. and uh, playing here. I got this fabulous idea from a friend um, at New Year's Eve and have been ecstatic and spent a month and a half trying to find. All the pieces, and, and I have been successful, so we'll be sharing that and with you today. And I've got another one for you on that one that I found and that I, I'll do. It's a, I almost don't want to share because it's so cool. <laughs> it's, it's really cool, guys. So what you do is you take ice cubes. and in the Oh, ice, I saw that you posted on Facebook. Yeah. Go get yourself those mini roses, You know, ro- any edible flower. doesn't matter. Go to a package. I, you know, you, go talk to your florist and tell your florist what you want to do. And you, get creative. You don't have to have the actual whole flower. You can put lead, you know, petals and whatnot. Put it in the water, freeze it, and then you can put it into either your your uh, carafe that you hold your champagne in, which is what I liked. What I you liked, yeah, that was and, beautiful. Or you can put it like in your glass there. It, it's really neat. I, and what I was thinking about is like, no one's talking that. That's kind of cool, you know. And it flavors it, not really, uh, but it looks cool. Now, of course, it when cool, it yeah. defrosts, it's going to be wilted and it looks kind of bad just for a way, but that's cool. <laughs> Chief, you crack me up. <laughs> Okay, so Seattle Wine Exchange, your personalized wine service, a local independently owned company providing personalized service to the wine enthusiasts. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personalized wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior quality wine, beer, and sake. Check them out at seattlewineexchange.com at their blog, blog.seattlewineexchange.com. Did you know? Got some news for that. Uh I've been, as Seattle Wine Exchange, going to be uh, doing an a article once a month for the startup uh, Gold Bar and uh, Sultan newspaper. Oh, very fun. Electronic, but it's still... Hey, you know what? Everything's moving to electronic. Two of our mm-hmm. favorite magazines, Pashi and, and um, oh, Stella Moda, are mm-hmm. digital, and they're a very much fun. It's 
it's definitely kind of cool. So, you know, we're doing things this year. It's going to, you know, Social Society's taking off. We're doing some excellent stuff coming up. And, then, you know, my business is doing well. I think overall it's a good year for people, for us, all across the board. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. Okay, socially unacceptable because blunt works uh, best and people don't take a hint. Um, it is, and I'm going to, I love this one. It is completely unacceptable to show up to an event in the improper attire and then make a fuss. If you show up and you're not dressed properly or you're not following the protocols that has been outlined in an event, do not be so stupid and insensitive and self-righteous as to stand there and yeah. stomp your feet and demand your money back and demand that you be let in because you are dumb. Because you know what's going to happen? You're going to look dumb. They say, sorry. I mean, especially if they have tickets that say non-refundable. Yes. Guess what? Sorry. Non-refundable is non-refundable. If you can't read, if you're going to buy a ticket to an event, you need to make sure you read through it. If you don't read through it, then you have to deal with the consequences of that and stop making somebody else responsible for your inability to read the invitation. I cannot tell you how many times people cop an attitude because, well, I didn't know. There's no excuse not to know. All you have to do is read through the invitation. Now, have yeah. I made mistakes before? Of course. Oh, yeah. But then it's how you handle it. If you do make a mistake, and it was a genuine one, that's fine. People do that all the time. Then be nice about it and go, gosh, you know what? I thought that I'd read it all the way through. I guess I missed something. Do you have an option? What Do you yeah. have a suggestion? Because a lot of times people, again, who throw these events, they're ready for that. Um, so, for instance, Venice is thinking, they actually have a little spot where you can buy a mask. Right there at the event. Yep. Now, do I recommend you do that? No. Uh, no. You will pay premium price. You will pay a premium price. Not only that, but it may not match, and it, you, you don't want to be rushed into something like that if you if you truly care. But um, a lot of times, if they don't have something on site, they'll be able to tell you, hey, you know, there's a store down the street. Um, but just don't throw it because it makes you look like a complete and utter ass. Um, my socially uncomfortable, and I've seen this before. It's uh. Totally unacceptable to, you know, when you get your glass of wine and you're in this area and you're sloshing your wine, not because you're drunk. No, don't, don't hear me right. I've seen people who have had their glass of wine and they're not paying attention and they're spilling it left right. Some of these costumes are elaborate and I'd hate for you to pay for something because people will dump on you and say, you know what, you need to pay for it. You know, that's definitely... Oh, yeah. Especially when you're talking about... I mean, I know people who will spend two or $300. Yeah. There was a, a Marie Antoinette at the last one, and it was a stunning costume. There was somebody else who had... Um, it was similar to a Marie, except for it was all in um, peacock colors. Mm -hmm. And there is so much that people put into these. So be considerate and, and, you know, give people their space. Don't overindulge so that you uh, make it a problem. And also make sure that if you're wearing one of those costumes as a girl, and I can't remember... I'm going to just sit there and say it this way. When you're wearing a Maria Antoinette dress, it comes with a hump on your butt. Okay? Yes, please remember you have an expenditure of your body. Yes, yeah, same thing with a nose uh, thing. <laughs> nose mask. You know, you, you do protrude. You know, we've talked about that. Some people just don't, you know. Wine tasting, watch your bag, watch your jacket, watch your kids, watch your dog. Just be aware of it. You're having too much fun with that already. We haven't even drank it yet. I know. I'm playing with our little drink here. <laughs> So we've got some really great interviews coming from Fifty Shades of Grey. That was really a neat event. A lot of cool people up there on the top of the Cumber Tower Club. 
It was. It was fantastic. Um, we kind of waited to held on to these interviews because we knew that the Venice to Thinking event was coming. And I thought it would be a fun inter, you know, kind yeah. of an interim to, to talking about it a little bit. Uh, it's the same creator, Tracy Klinkroth of, of Chick Chat Seattle. And she's been doing these types of events. She's been doing the Venice's Thinking event for five or six years now. And uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was her first event that she had put together that was themed after um, some, you know, of this particular book that everybody's very well aware of. Uh, but she, in, in doing this, when we were interviewing, there's a, a whole lot of uh, different aspects of this particular party. Some of them won't be in, included in the Venice's Thinking but the sexiness and the and the lightheartedness of it uh, are definitely a big part of it. You had yeah. a question, Jason? I do. She does uh, chari- charity as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, Venice is thinking is uh, she does donate to a charity, Crooked Trails, I believe, is, is the one that she has in the past. That's the one thing I wanted to kind of. Um, if any of uh, Vin- or any of Vin people who puts them on, she's one of them who I've known. She's put on charity events and not complete charity. She does have to cover her expenses. I mean, come on, guys, let's get real. You know? Yeah. If you really are worried and want to know, a lot of people will uh, tell you what percentage because they've got nothing to hide. Right. Um, and some ask. people, yeah. Well, and the other thing is that some people, the percentage really does depend on how the event works out. Yeah. So, you know, I look at it, the party with the cause, and some of the money is going to go there, and some of it I was going to spend to party anyway. So and that's the one thing I try I to be a little bit free thought process social, about it. Socially acceptable uh, about, it's like, if you... Not all events are for charitable, and if you are an event person, you put on an event and you say, you know, proceeds go to charity. That means all proceeds. If you mean 10%, say 10%. Don't use the charitable cause as a way because basically there's a lot of people who are bent out. It's like, oh, well, I'm putting on a charity event for this. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. I know yeah. the charity. Where's it go to? March of time. Okay, you know. And don't just say something because guess what? Charity event, charitable charitables are 503C. They have to uh, they have to uh, um, note, may put notice publicly uh, where some of the proceeds are coming from, especially from events. Oh, it's really? easy to go to March of Dimes and say, hey, where are my benefactor? Oh, there's an event. Don't be a policy. Remember, this is a small town, especially in Seattle. For those listening outside, your, you know, Denver is a small town. We'll get you out. New York, you could probably get away by saying this is charitable. Okay, fine. But, uh, you know, just mean what you say and say what you mean. Make it's your really life easy. Oh, yeah. So now with our show national, we've started pulling, um, putting all of our local events on our Facebook pages. Um, be sure to check them out uh, for social events throughout the week if you live locally. You can check them out at LB Duchess and Socially Savvy, and I believe Jason has been sharing some of them on mm-hmm. his own page as well. Um, this week, of course, talking about the uh, Venice of Thinking with Mardi Gras and stuff coming up, I thought that it would be, you know, totally appropriate to delve into a little bit of detail. Definitely want to thank our sponsors of the show, Leon's Cellars, uh, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, Poshi Magazine, Venice is Seeking Seattle, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Swartz Brothers, can I go there, Swartz Brothers Restaurants, Kind Bars, Pop Chips, and House Wine. I really like Pop Chips. Yes. Really good. Pop Chips, guys. Come on. Put your mind on the gutter. Um, it's just, I don't like God, we have some great sponsors, you know? We do. Well, and we're going to be, our anniversary show is coming up on the 25th. I am in negotiations right now to finalize the location. So if you live locally, please definitely put the 25th on your calendar. Uh, Tickets are going to be $25. 
we're still working on the location. Uh, like I said, we're in negotiations, but the prizes that we have to give away are already phenomenal. The swag bag I've already put together, and they're dynamic. I'm I sometimes I really wish I was a listener. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of things that people don't realize that you know. If you listen to the shows, if you go to the shows, if you go to different places, you can sometimes get your tickets cheaper. You can sometimes get your better swag bag. You know, you sometimes get better parking. Uh, it's you know, go out there, you know, and, and see what's out there to do. You know, look at Facebook. Sometimes, like I know There's that. There's tons of events on Facebook. Huh? There's so many events on Facebook. Oh, there is. I know it's hard to keep track, and I, you know, we got food and wine shows that are coming. We've got. Tons of food and wine shows that are coming up, both industry and, you know, tastings. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yep, this is a fun time of year where if you're looking for an event, you can definitely find them. I had a friend of mine who her birthday is coming up and her best friend was coming into town. And she looked all over and she goes, there's nothing happening on your birthday. And I go, oh, hold the check on that one. And within five minutes, I'd found three events to go to. They weren't your traditional. I knew where to look, of course. I looked at the wine, uh, Woodenville Wine Country to get some ideas on what was going on there. Um, And being aware of restaurants, somebody's always celebrating an anniversary. There's there's tons of fun things to to do. And so we'll go back to the themed events. If you guys are putting on a serious themed event you want some help, uh, you can email me privately, and I'll put you in contact if you're serious with people who put it on if you want some serious questions. And I'm sure Socially Savvy has some really great connections. And if you have questions that are you know more kind of pertinent to business, just let us know. We're always well, I'm always welcome to help. I shouldn't talk for you because you know. Oh, we totally are. We always want to help and kind of you know let our mistakes be the benefit because we want everybody to succeed. When everybody's happy and they're having a great time, it makes Seattle a better place. Because one of the things, my pet peeve, and I'm going to say this, and I heard my time. I hate opening gourmet magazine. Uh, not gourmet. I'm sorry, they're gone now. Uh, bon Appetit, our food arts or the Post, or watching that, and they always say, man, I never knew Seattle had such a you know nightlife. Oh, I never knew Seattle oh, had know. a great restaurant. Well, we're in the process of fixing that. Oh, it drives me <laughs> batty, because it's like, no, you, we don't have to go to San Francisco. We don't have to go to Vancouver, not for the great towns. But we, great dinners, events, I mean, they're kick-ass. Very, very, it is a very fun to, there's town a few to be thorns in. in there, but, and yeah. there's also fashion. We're, we're becoming really high yes. in fashion. So this spring, I think you guys, Take a, a look around and, and pay attention because I know some big hitters who are going to be coming in. So be We're going to be ending the show tonight with a glass of our chocolate shop bubbly. Yes. We want to remind you all to like us on our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, to be entered into our drawing for prizes from our secret sponsors and subscribe to this show. Um, make all the social events that you attend better because you were there. And <laughs> this particular um, chocolate shop wine, we are chocolate shop bubbly, sparkling. sparkling. We added the their jarred, so their hibiscus flowers, and I actually picked these up at um, Bevmo here in Bellevue. Mm. And uh, they're a, the flower that you can eat, of course, and they are in a juice, so you can put some of the juice in to mix with it, or just plop the flower in the bottom. Now, I think the juice helps a little bit. The juice does, and in a typical sparkling, now this one is red, so you really can't see the flower on the bottom, which is kind of sad. But um, in a typical, I actually posted pictures where say, the flower blooms. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very fun little thing if for you guys who are looking to impress the gals and you want to do something really special. Pop it in the bottom and pour the champagne in front of her, and she'll watch it bloom and um, bubble, and it is absolutely gorgeous. So cheers. Yep, here here's to a fabulous um, start, of a, new start year. of a new year. We're almost we're wrapping up our second, second year. Second year. Socially and savvy. It's already February. Isn't that crazy? Ooh, that's yummy. It is yummy. And it's one thing I like about the chocolate shop. 
uh, my apex is that the chocolate's not too chocolatey where it just kills you. You can actually drink this and I go. Have fun, yeah. So we're gonna um, let we're gonna move on here to our Fifty Shades of Grey interviews from the party that happened in November. Again, this was the same creator of Venice is Sinking. So um, we hope you enjoy these Thank interviews. You, Tracy. Everybody have a socially savvy week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. This is LB Dutchin with Socially Savvy, and I am standing here at the Fifty Shades of Grey with our very own Christian and Anna. Hello. Hi. So tell us a little bit about this whole re-experience for you two. You have definitely been here before. What do you think? It's nice to be back kind of where we started. We had a really sexy date here, gosh, several years ago. I can't remember when it was. It's nice to have people back here celebrating with us and kind of just rekindling where we all started. Yeah, this is a great time out here. Great event, bringing back amazing memories and the time long, long needed. And I'm amazed that you've been able to keep your hands off her, Christian. Well, what happens behind closed doors? <laughs> the night's still early. And from what I understand, we also have the elevator and several other rooms available. Yes, many, many, many. We've explored just one so far. And which one would that be? <laughs> and what about the rooms? Have you explored... What do you think of the Red Room of Pain that they recreated? We just popped in there, and we saw a few things that are our favorite tricks, so it's kind of nice to have the spice of life that we try to incorporate in our own bedroom. But we decided to book a stay tonight at the W Hotel, and looking forward to maybe using some of the things to pick up tonight. I love it. You guys, thank you so much for being a part of tonight. And, um, you know, try to keep it PG, if not R. We'll try. No promises. I am privileged enough to be standing here with two of the photographers for tonight, and we were commenting on all the interesting and probably naughty things that you guys are seeing tonight. Hi, uh, my name is Eric Russ. Uh, this is Brad Cole, uh, helping me out. And uh, the, uh, I think the most exciting thing that we're seeing is probably the, the large amount of cleavage <laughs> that is traveling around. Uh, actually, the, the dresses are wonderful, a lot of sparkle. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of shoes that uh, I think everyone's really trying to stand out as, uh, as much as possible. A lot of masks. Uh, it's been great. It's really fun. I know from, uh, I do photography, or I used to do it. I don't do it as much now, but from a photographer's point of view, this is like the, the perfect setting because everybody is looking to show off. They, they are actually trying to make a statement with every step that they take. Oh, absolutely. People here are actually just dressed to the nines. They look beautiful. The guys look amazing. They look strong, handsome, controlling. All the ladies are sexy, seductive. This is the place to be right here, right now. Well, and this is one of the things I think a lot of people have missed about the whole idea of the Fifty Shades of Grey is the whole, I think what was so appealing about it is that it reinvented a man being a man and allowing them to be who they are and, and women being able to kind of deal with it and still be who they are. Oh, I totally agree. It's finally, it's about time, too. <laughs> I know. There's a few feminists who might have a little bit of an issue with that, but... I really, truly believe that the book does a lot about trying to kind of delve into the, ma the, the male's mind, not necessarily about how extreme it is, but just how very, very different that the two worlds are and that you can bring them together. I think even with the book and, and, uh, and Anna being obviously one of the main characters and Christian, but it, I think it also frees women to be able to explore things that they might not have possibly thought about and obviously bringing that back to the bedroom where they are now. I really like that. Well, thank you so much for taking a few minutes. We appreciate it. Take care. Hello, this is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy, and I'm here with Audrey and Babeland at the Fifty Shades of Grey party. And as you can tell by the background, there is so much fun going on here. This is the Red Room of Pain, and 
we're looking at some very artistic pieces of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> well, these are, they're sex toys. They're, these are glass dildos. But these ones are hand-blown glass dildos. So each one is an individual piece of artwork. These ones in particular have a nice S-curve to them, so they're particularly good for hitting the G-spot. Um, each one is like a different swirl of color. They're, you know, a nice size. They've got a, like a little tapered tip and then a nice little bulbous bump for them. So it rocks up against the G-spot. And then the S-curve part for the handle is a really good leverage. So you can really rock it back and forth and hit the G-spot nicely. And some people look at glass and they're a little afraid, like, oh, it's going to break. And if someone is afraid of it, I wouldn't use it because then you'd be too nervous to enjoy it. But honestly, um, they're really solid. They're solid glass. They're really well made. Um, the, the guy who makes them is local to Seattle. He's come into the store before, and just to show us how strong they are, he's taken them and banged them on the counter. I don't want to do that. But, um, but And I will say, a while ago, we had a whole table of them that t we were t stupidly trying to move the table and didn't take the glass dildos off, and they toppled over. And 13 of them hit the floor, and only one of them broke. And the rest of them were totally fine. So they're very solid toys. Wow. Well, and it, what was so funny, because with the whole idea of naughty but nice, you know, it's nice because it's a beautiful presentation. I mean, when you think of a toy, especially something that would be classified as this is, uh, you think, oh, my goodness. But the, the elegance in which when you're talking about blown glass, the artistic that goes into something like this is phenomenal. Yeah, they are they are like a piece of artwork. I mean, you're kind of tempted to want to leave them on your coffee table or your mantle because they are so beautiful and nice. And I think that is why a lot of people like them, too, because it's not just a piece of plastic. You know, it is this gorgeous handmade piece of artwork that they're using. And the other great thing about glass is that it warms to your body temperature so nicely. So it, with any other toy, you know, you're, it's just the temperature of, you know, room temperature. But these are nice. They, they warm up with your body temperature and they feel really hot and luxurious. And you, or you can run them under hot water before you use them. So people love them for that as well. Well, I love it. This is, it's, it's been an education for me. And most of our listeners know that I get a little bit squeamish when we talk about anything that is even remotely out there, but um, I definitely, for the whole naughty but nice thing, I think that these were a beautiful and, and a great choice. Well, and if anyone's looking to check them out, um, they're on our website, so if you want to check out Babeland.com, just look up Candy Colored Glass Dildo, and that's where you'll find them. Love it. We're joined by Karen from Girly Girl Wines, and she is one of the sponsors here. She looks absolutely, I love your dress. You look fabulous. You're in mink, you're in red, you have stunning high heels, and you are the sponsor of our Naughty Spritzer. I sure am. We're serving up a naughty, naughty, naughty girl spritzer. It's Pinot Gris, uh, lime, and club soda over ice. Well, and, you know, the funny thing is, as I was thinking about, that's actually kind of a diet drink. Because you've taken a glass of wine, and you've kind of cut it in half, and you put soda water in it. Hey, I'm on a diet. I can drink this. Very true. And on top of it, you can drink twice as much and not get too drunk. I love it. So give us a quick overview of the Girly Girl Wines. I know, um, I believe in the Girly Girl line you have four different wines and they have different names. So tell us about those real quick. We do, actually. And we have five wines now. But we, all of our wines, we give them a different personality so they can relate to different types of women. And we actually just came out with a Riesling who is mimicked after a successful woman in business. I think it's after me. <laughs> I love it. Yes, and from the, from the stories and rumors I'm hearing, that is exactly what you are. I'd like to think so, but I don't know. We'll see in five years. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a sponsor for tonight, and I look forward to enjoying your naughty spritzer. <laughs> You're welcome. 
And it's LB Duchess here with Socially Savvy, and I'm standing here with Forrest, one of our many, many very sophisticated guests. I have to say, you're probably one of the most dapper-looking guests here tonight. Well, thanks, LB. You know, my my girlfriend dresses me nice, so. Rebecca does a fabulous job putting you together. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about, what do you think about this whole Fifty Shades of Grey? I know most of the men here have not read the book, and they see these women running around, and everybody is so carefree, a little bit on the naughty side. Well, I, all right. So the book was actually assigned to me as homework. And uh, the first time I broke it, this is kind of a funny, brief, funny story. The first time I broke it out, I was on a, I was on a plane. I was sitting on the aisle. And the uh, first thing I noticed directly across from me was uh, a, a, a woman reading Fifty Shades of Grey, as, as was I about to begin. And uh, I thought that was kind of funny. And then I looked in the, in the front, the row in front of me, uh, diagonally, and uh, the woman there also was reading the Fifty Shades of Grey. So it was like, it was like, you know, the, just just the three girls reading, you know, the the a communion of century. Yes, exactly. So it it felt it felt good. I felt like I belonged in a, in a kind of a weird way, but. So how do you feel about the, how the party was laid out? I think that they did a pretty good job of kind of bringing the essence of what they were trying to portray in the book. You know, well, we just, truth be told, we just got here. Uh, the venue, of course, is, is always amazing. And uh, it's, it's very cool. I mean, there's a lot of people here, and, and uh, they're all like they're having a great time. And some of the guys seem like they have sort of a, you know, a, sort of a vacant, like, what's going on look. But generally, I think it's good. Well, thank you so much for attending, and I know you guys are going to have a fabulous time, especially with such a fabulous date. Oh, yes. You know. And this is LB Duchess. I'm standing here at the Fifty Shades of Grey in the Red Room of Pain, and I am looking at this big, huge X, and there are these ladies who are voluntarily, literally standing in line to get themselves strapped in. You want to tell us a little bit about this? Yes. I'm Mac McGregor, and this is Alina Gabash, and we're from... Center for Sex Positive Culture and Foundation for Sex Positive Culture, and this is a St. Andrew's Cross. And so we're we're letting people get up there and get tied up. Some are just taking pictures. Some are getting flogged or spanked a little bit, whatever they consent to. We give them a little tasting of. It is so completely naughty, but what I find is so funny is this atmosphere has just kind of, and very much like the book, has kind of allowed people to explore the curiosity without feeling as threatened as I think a lot of our history and our upbringing has brought. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of shame around curiosity and sexuality, and this is fun. We're making it a party, and people can come explore and experiment. And actually, that's one of the things I love about Seattle is it's a very open community that celebrates diversity and lets people just be who they are. So what, what is one thing that um, you think that the book has brought that uh, you would like to relay as a message? Well, I teach classes in BDSM myself, and so I think the book has allowed people to explore and think outside the vanilla box, and that it's okay for them to do that, because before it was like taboo and shameful, and now that this book is out, people are like, oh, all the girls are talking about it, they're talking about it with their husbands and boyfriends and family, and it makes it okay to explore. Well, one of the unique things that I have found is, one of the things I liked about the book is, it really talks about men and being what they are, and... For some reason, the last probably 30, 40, 50 years, the culture, our culture, has looked down at men for what they are instead of looking at it and going, they're just very different from women. And how do you make that, just like the three books, they kind of bring it together. How do you make that compromise? How do you make that fun and comfortable for everybody? Yes. You know, gender, our society looks at it as binary, and it really isn't. I mean, we've come a long way learning about that, right? 
there's not just one side or the other. There's a lot of gray in the middle. And I think our society is finally just allowing people to explore that line, like the Kinsey, uh, you know, like Kinsey said. There's a lot of gray in the middle, which is Fifty Shades of Gray, right? That's part of it. And so I think that gender gap, we can all come together. We all have strengths and weaknesses and things to help each other grow and learn. And it's fun. Just play with it. Well, I love that you brought this here. I'm a little intimidated, I have to admit. I do have the perfect hosiery, so I'm not quite sure if I'm going to get in it, but if somebody pops up with a Facebook picture, then there's that possibility. I think you should get up there and at least get a picture. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of tonight. Thank you. This is LB Duchess at the Fifty Shades of Grey party, and I am here with Lori from Columbia Tower. And we're going to chat a little bit about, they just did a major revamp here. I mean, besides the views, which are, may I say, absolutely stunning, if you're going to be here in Seattle, tell us a little bit about the, all the appeal and all the fun of joining the Columbia Club. Thank you. Well, the Columbia Tower Club is amazing. We just went through a $3.5 million reinvention remodel of the whole club. So everything is new here. We have everything from an upscale dining room to a casual dining during the day and evening. We have a media room with a 103-inch plasma TV. We are doing Monday night football, movie nights. We have an Enomatic wine system, which is a self-serve wine system. We do monthly social and networking events almost every night of the week. Um, whether it be a Shades of Grey party like tonight or a wine tasting or a Betts family wine dinner, we have it all. So if you have not been up here before, I definitely think that people should come and check it out. So I know that with the whole Fifty Shades of Grey book and Christian being a member, everybody's probably like, I can't even afford this. And I know that that would be a myth. So tell people a little bit about the different maybe kinds of levels or, or what they could expect if they were going to come and look at a membership. Yeah, thank you. So membership is so much more attainable than people think. Um, monthly dues, just depending on your age and what type of membership you choose, what level, range between 137 and 249 a month. Wow. Okay, well, thank you so much for being such fabulous hosts. It's a beautiful, beautiful venue. Thank you very much. Again, those were the Fifty Shades of Grey interviews, some of them a little bit cheesy, but a whole lot of fun. Um, whenever you're talking about going to a themed event, um, you can look forward to having all kinds of different dynamics going on. So um, everybody have a socially savvy week, and we'll catch you next week.